when uh, when I was growing up, I, I remember occasionally my parents uh, just commenting on different people's lifestyles, and one of the one of the things I remember them saying um, was that, uh, well, that's no life at all. I don't know if you heard that expression before. Well, that's no life at all. And um, it, it might be the case where, you know, there's someone who is just driven by work, like work is life, right? And, and so they, they put in 12-hour days, they come home and sleep, they go back to work, put 12 hours again, and then they just, they just, that's life. <laughs> they go to work on Saturdays, and, and that's their life. And my parents would say, well, that's no life at all. That's no life at all. And of course, what they were saying was that there's so much more to life than, than just work, right? There's so much more to life. Um, there's so much richness in life that they felt that this individual that they were commenting on might be missing out on. I think that when um, we, we hear these words of Jesus that are recorded in uh, John's Gospel, that's what comes to mind, is this idea of life and then a life that's no life at all. True life versus a life that's no life at all. And I just want to read um, this passage. It's, it's kind of lengthy, so just hang in there, relax. If you have your Bible, you can read along. It's John uh, chapter 6 that I'm reading from, and uh, verse 25. But I'll give you the context. If, if you remember, Jesus has, um, has fed 5,000 people. Right? And uh, some of the people there are like, man, this guy fed 5,000 people. And then they started thinking, you know, we've been talking, we've been singing about the Messiah. They started thinking, maybe this is the prophet that we've been waiting for. And so they started thinking, well, if this guy could feed 5,000, maybe this is the guy that we've been waiting for, that the prophets have spoken about, the Messiah. Maybe he's the Messiah. And so they got it in their heads that they were going to, right there and then, make him king of Israel. <laughs> and Jesus, who knew the difference between no life at all and life, true life, he got out of there. And he went up to a mountain and essentially just got away from the crowds because they wanted to make him king. The next, uh, well, later in that day, actually, um, the disciples took off in a boat and there was a storm and, and Jesus walked to them on water. And then they got to the other side and, and Jesus uh, met up, Jesus met the disciples in the boat during the storm. That's another story. They get over to the other side of, of the lake. And then I'm going to read um, the story as it continues from there. Some of the 5,000 went out of their way and got in boats and, and went to the other side. Like he, was, he, was, he was creating quite a stir. There were people that were wanting to follow him. And so when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. 
You ate the loaves and you had your fill. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a free meal. Do not work for food that spoils, but food that endures to eternal life. Just keep that thought in your mind. No life at all and true life. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires us? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Just to simply believe on Jesus. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our answers ate the man in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. There they are, they're back. <laughs> they must have been getting hungry. They're back to bread again, right? <laughs> well, Abraham made, uh, gave us manna to eat, you know, and, uh, which was a miracle, and I'm sure they were looking for a miracle, but one that satisfied the belly. And Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Always give us this bread, this bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's the bread we want. I I reminded there of, of of the Samaritan woman at the well, remember? And Jesus said, you know, I can give you water that will spring up for eternity. Give me, and she said, give me that water. That's the stuff I want. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I will, shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and will raise them up at the last day. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? You see, they were so set in their worldly view of things that because they knew Jesus' father and mother, they dismissed the idea of what he was actually saying, that he had come from heaven and that he was the bread of life. They just dismissed it because they were stuck in the no life at all mode. They were not into true life. And that bread can have more than one meaning. It can be something that fills your belly, but it also could be something that fills your soul for eternity. 
Jesus said, Stop grumbling among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one, who, no one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. There he is again. I am the bread of life. Where your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread and come down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. The bread is my flesh, which I will give for life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? <laughs> no life at all. They're, they're just stuck in this singular realm, right? This one parallel of life, which is very practical. It's what I see. It's what I touch. It's what I know. And Jesus is speaking to them about true life. He's talking to them about the, being the bread of life, which will sustain them. He's talking to them about his body being the bread. He's talking about true life, life that goes far beyond what we experience in our day-to-day -day lives. And Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. In the next little section, I won't read it, but it just simply says people left. <laughs> Many disciples deserted Jesus. Because, remember, they wanted to make him king. Their reality was on a singular plane of what I can see, what I can feel, what I can touch. Jesus is talking to them about spiritual things, things that are of more consequence, things that are eternal, and they just don't get it. They were stuck in the no life at all. And Jesus was the true life. He was offering them true life. He was offering them bread that would last for eternity. Today we're talking about Bethlehem, and it's just a cute, cool, really neat little truth that Bethlehem translated is house of bread. Interesting that Jesus Christ came from the house of bread and he was the bread of life. 